salutations. Welcome to Music Fools Crack the Beast. I'm Tom Shanahan, and I'm here with my co-host, Jacob Mayer. Welcome, everybody. In this podcast, we research a piece of music from the perspective of a musician and a dancer. Today, we are continuing our conversation about Down by the Riverside. Let's listen to Turk Murphy's jazz band do their rendition. By the riverside, gonna lay my weapons down. Ain't gonna study. What do you think of that, Tom? Oh yeah, ain't gonna do it, man. <laughs> ain't gonna. That's so cool, right? Uh, it's like screaming. That is there. really fun, isn't it? And um, I screaming. You know, that clarinet coming in there was kind yeah, of cool yeah, too at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nice I really smooth. like the banjo in the background. That that twangy sound. It really works with mm. these guys' particular style. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I I like it. I really like that rendition. Actually, the whole piece is great. I recommend like. Yeah, Turk Murphy. Mm. Turk Murphy. Jazz band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so talking about Dixieland, let's transition over to a great clarinetist and his version. Okay, we are looking at George Lewis. Yes, George Lewis, 1953. And we've got a, a chap called Joe Watkins on vocals. And I thought it would be nice if we could listen to this and compare that to... Rosetta Tharp earlier mm, in her mm, singing. Mm, mm. Cool. Mm, here we go. Down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay my burden down. Down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay my burden down. Down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay my burden down. Ain't gonna study one no more. And I ain't gonna study one no more. Ain't gonna study one no more. So Jacob, let me ask you. What's up, Tom? In terms of Rosetta and the way she, uh, what do we say? She suspended. Was there suspension yeah, on more? There was a suspension there. In the hmm. previous one. Yeah, yeah. And we compared that to this guy singing. It it feels to me a little uh, a little straighter. Mm. He's singing a little straighter. What do you yeah, think? that's that's it's nice. Um, so. George Lewis, uh, and th- this the vocalist isn't George Lewis. I'm, it's actually Joe Watkins. Yeah, Joe yeah. Watkins, yeah. Um, yeah, he gives a very clear sort of straight rendition of the melody. Not too much ornament. Not too many, mm. Uh, mm. you know. Yeah, he's doing a very clear version of the melody. And I think he pulls it off. I think it really suits this version. Mm. Um, the reason why I think that is... Because mm. while he's singing, uh, did you hear what the clarinet was doing? Down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay my burden down. Down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay my burden down. Ain't gonna study one no more. In the background, the clarinet I I was noticing is doing a whole bunch of kind of improv uh, in the middle voices, mm. and it's very active. So if they were, if the yeah. vo- vocalist was also active, I think they would 
kind of be crashing against each other or you wouldn't get as much of that yeah. clarinet um mm-hmm. mm. i think it really fits this this rendition because of that i think an interesting thing about this style of music as well on your point about improvisation the, the there will be a couple of instruments and they will all be playing mm. at the same time but also improvising mm-hmm. at the same time and there's a term for that it's called collective improvisation yes collective improvisation uh thank you tom yeah um, mm. and we sort of discussed various ways, to, sorry, <laughs> yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. No, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> we kind of discussed various ways in which we might define collective improvisation and the simplest sort of way to describe it is just arranging mm. music on the spot. And the way I would kind of mm-hmm. elaborate on that would be that, you know, an experienced musician will probably know the basic chord progressions uh, of a song that they're playing in. So even if the melody itself isn't being played, uh, it's very possible to follow along with those chord progressions and kind of fit yourself in and improvise a little bit. And when everybody's doing that at the same time, mm-hmm. collective improvisation, and they're kind of yeah. arranging the piece, you know, there figuring out who plays on the bottom, who plays on the top, which voices everybody's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, we have a nice clip of that because in the same version by George Lewis from 1953, so a couple of years after Murphy, um, that we have this kind of cool collective improvisation towards mm. the end of the song. Let's give that a go. Yeah, I really like that one. Collective improvisation is just fun to listen to, right? If it's well done. It meshes together really nicely. And something I heard there I thought was kind of cool is you hear, you hear, you know, like Mm. parts of the melody being Mm. tucked out here and there by Mm. each of the instruments will play a little piece here and there will will pluck a piece of the melody out. Yeah, it comes out really strong on the trumpet when the trumpet comes in and does, does that. you really feel like oh Mm. yeah okay that's the chorus and we're there but i think if you listen to the whole piece when you reach that chorus Mm -hmm. at the end you already instinctively know the chords even if you don't understand what it is musically your ear hears it your mind understands it you know even if you can't explain Mm. it so when Mm. you hear that chorus it feels Mm -hmm. sort of like you're in the piece even though they're not playing the melodies as clearly and directly the whole time you kind Mm. of instinctually Mm. know it and Tom, I wanted to sort of mm-hmm. clarify the chord progression there um, because okay. uh, basically, you know, the chord progression here is a pretty simple chord progression. We got four, one, five, one. So in the key of F, the exact mm-hmm. chords would be B flat, F, C, F, and F is the one chord.
so mm. you could pick up a piano yes. or a guitar. Well, don't pick up a piano, but you know, sit down at a piano and <laughs> why not? Try. I, well, I'm just. <laughs> can you lift one? I can't lift one, but I, I have tried. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Get a few of your mates around. <laughs> just do it. Piano, just do it. And then place like a man. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I? So. <laughs> yeah. So you, you one can pick up an instrument uh, or, or sit down at an instrument and play those. Yeah. Progression. Yeah. And you can pretty easily get the mm. chorus of this piece. That's really the beauty of these kind of songs and melodies because they're built off of simple progressions mm. that you can easily sing. But then you get somebody like uh, George Lewis or Turk Murphy or Armstrong or somebody mm. doing mm. these pieces. They can turn them into much more than that, you know, go way beyond that yeah. basic sort of structure yeah. and just do something amazing with it. But it's really a basic thing that uh, and it's very easily outlined. Um, so going back to collective improvisation, mm -hmm. though, uh, when a musician... Yeah is playing through here, you know, they know that this is the four chord. They know that's the one chord, the five chord. And so yeah. it, it's kind of, you yeah. can just fill in certain notes that fit in there. And ideally mm -hmm. you come up with something creative or maybe are able to quote parts of the melody mm -hmm. to make it fit in better. Um, yeah. What did you think about uh, George Lewis's uh, collective improv clip that you, that you played right there? That was cool. I was, I have a question. Um, like, who do you follow? So you said there's the chord progression, but when the three are playing, do you think that like those three particular instruments, so what did we have? We had a trombone, a clarinet, and a trumpet. I think those are the main ones. There's some yeah. rhythm instruments so, in there, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. So take out the rhythm for the moment, but you had those three. So are they following each other? Are they following the melody? Are they following like George Lewis, for example? Is he taking the lead? And the other two are kind of like weaving around him. Mm -hmm -hmm. No. Yeah, I've I've it's a good question. No, it's a really good question. Um I was thinking about that because you know, as I was trying to think about that. I think that the way this would play out, you know, if I was playing with a group of people and uh we'd mm. certainly you know, before doing a recording or performance, we'd probably have sections, you know, where we'd know that maybe this is where so-and-so mm, is going to do mm. a solo. This is yeah. where so-and-so is going to sing. Yeah. You know, we'd have that roughly kind of figured out. So my guess is yeah. that yeah, George Lewis as the leader probably was the one who kind of would say, okay, at the end of, the, at, during the chorus, it's a free-for-all, pretty much. And if the musicians are up to, our... you know, they've played as a group for a long time my guess is they're not really specifically following one person there but if anyone the clarinet does have mm. that high wailing sound right and is doing all those solos so and he is the group mm. leader in this particular mm. case uh so they might be following him for you know for a lead but i don't know yeah. when they're all improvising like that everybody knows the amount of time you might have so, like, are we going to do one chorus, two chorus, three chorus, choruses? Probably that was pre-decided, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in mm -hmm. the case that it might not be... And I imagine musicians up? would... Hmm, I imagine musicians would be bouncing off each other and kind of, like, reacting yeah, to each other. Yeah, I think well. so. I think you're right there. I, I think that, for example, you know, these guys are experienced musicians. At one point, maybe one person does a quote of 
something from the melody or does a little short lick that's catchy and if one of the other guys picks it up and there's good chemistry they played together a lot they can do a call yeah, and response yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. a very typical thing for sure and you hear a little bit of that in here yeah it's like um you can you can look at different ways of how you can lead and follow in dancing so you could you could take a very hard line approach where the man sends messages and instructions to the woman and it's very close mm. leading and following you could view it that way and that's one way of viewing leading and following or you could view it more like um and that's more like a, mm. a monologue mm. Mm. and a, like a speech and they're, and they're personally very passive and it's 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 it has a role to play in leading and following definitely that is a definite basis but you can also look take the view like you know we're both dancers and the the music mm. is the leader as a as a as a dancer you know so we're we're following the music both of us as opposed to you know having a kind of like a, we're stepping outside the music <laughs> let me ask you then about your leader and follow, so the music being the leader does that that makes sense to yeah. me you know you're both dancing and you want to be with the music no. but mm. does that really work in practice you know when you're trying to do different moves in a swing dance situation for example it can it, it requires a slightly mm. higher level i think a more competent mm. level of dancing um where you both kind of like are listening to each other and you're both listening to the music so for example when you're, you're talking about people picking mm. up licks from each other, you mm. can do the same as dancers. So one dancer might pick up a lick from the musician or might be listening to something that the drummer is doing or the bass or, mm. or the trumpet is doing something interesting on like five, six, seven, and the dancer picks that lick up. And the other person can, can react to that as well, you know, or a follower can move in a certain way to fill a space. So the follower moves in a certain way and the, the leader can pick up on how the follower is moving and react to that. So, for example, happens most for example, I'm thinking like mm. Turk Murphy that, you know, ain't gonna study one more. I'm not sure which vocalist is screaming out ain't gonna, but it's very. <laughs> sure. So it's cool and it's very clear, right? So you're dancing, you're dancing. Suddenly yeah. some guy starts screaming ain't gonna, right? And, you know. Mm. wave up your hands or do something some kind of action your partner is probably exactly. going to want to pick exactly. that up and you know give a response to exactly. that right exactly so you could you could be doing a shape or like a, a movement on the dance floor but like a shape between you some mm. circular shape or linear shape or whatever and and one person like throws their arms up and then the next time that comes around the other person's like oh yeah i'll join in uh, with that boom and then and then the other mm. person might change it to like, well, we're gonna we're gonna ground ourselves down into the ground, and then it, it's kind of this back and forth mm. call and response where we're kind of playing off each other. I wonder, do you often sort of? It seems like a lot of you know musical ideas that you know that come would make they translate very smoothly to things you might do yeah. when you're improvising in a dance situation or even not improvising. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, to absolutely. Me that. I mean, the the dance follows. The dance, I would say, uh, follows the music to a certain extent. It has a grounding in other things, but it does follow. Tom, are there any well. examples of collective improvisation in dance that is also compelling and good and something that's exciting to watch and interesting that you can think of off the top? I, I'm kind of uh, putting you on the spot here. I have I have a cool... 
No, yeah. I have tried to find it. I couldn't find it. But <laughs> like I was trying to find some sort of collective improv call and response between two dancers. I didn't find that. But what I did find, and this is a classic clip called After Sieben. It's of a, a couple of dancers in a, a short kind of movie clip from 1929. And it features, I'm only going to, I've only got one dancer's name. Short is hmm. George Snowden, known as Shorty George. Um, he's in it, a very good dancer. But they are dancing to music of like the twenties. So this would have been like hmm. early jazz, that kind of like Dixieland style of music. Um, yeah, I'll put in the show notes. So I, I'd encourage people to check it out, and especially the third couple, uh, which is George Snowden and his partner, who unfortunately I don't know her name. Um, but yeah, they, 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 for when the first moves they do, they do a bit of ch- close hold Charleston and then they do what's called a swing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a precursor to the swing out. It's kind of more of a charleston swing out. But yeah, that's uh, a good one. The main steps mm. in the hop, in the dance that I, I kind mm-hmm. of specialize Very cool. In. Uh, let, so let me ask you one more thing, Tom. We were going to yeah. compare uh, Armstrong's take on the instrumental solo mm. to George Lewis's take uh, mm. on, well, the instrumental sections. Um, yeah. mm. What do you think? Should we listen to that right now? Because Armstrong has a great trumpet solo. Yeah. I think we'll go. Let's go first. Let's go to 1958. Louis Armstrong down by the riverside. So would you say, yeah, it's cool. Would you say that the other two instruments, not in the rhythm section, the trombone and clarinet are comping, improvised comping on that one? Would you call that that? Yeah, I think that's, that? I think that that <laughs> could be called comping. You know, the comping, depending on the style of music, is so different. You know, when I think of comping on the guitar, I tend mm. to just think of giving some backup chords. Um but okay. in this style of music, I think that could be considered comping. But it's it's a fine line, right? It also has it's mm. it's improvised for sure, for certain. It's it's improvised. Yeah. yeah. And it's a little more elaborate elaborate than the kind of comping I would usually think of doing. Um yeah. but you notice the clarinet and the trombone are very much kind of answering Armstrong on the trumpet. Yeah, you know, he makes a mm. statement of the mm. melody, yes. and then they give a kind of lick that's an answer. There's a very clear example of that towards the end with the trombone. Mm. I heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that's my mm. sense about it, and it's kind of like collective improvisation with, uh, with a clear melodic leader. You know, Armstrong's got the theme he's clearly yes. leading it but the other melody instruments are kind of mm. doing collective improv underneath neath as a way of comping mm. that's how i would describe that yeah. i think 
Yeah. What do you think? Makes yeah. sense, right? No, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, so there were a couple of uh, clips that we played there. Um, do we have any other notes on uh, this? I personally, by the way, think that Down by the Riverside or Ain't Gonna Study War No More works best. As much as I like Rosetta Tharp and some of the gospel versions, oh, her great. Versions but I really excellent. think that yeah. as a swing piece or as a jazz piece, this is when it really shines. Mm. And I may be a little biased because yeah. I, you know, we tend to talk a lot about swing and jazz and it's something we both enjoy <laughs> we do but i like other we kinds do. of music you know i teach <laughs> other kinds of music i play other kinds of music and yeah, in our yeah, next yeah, installment yeah. we're planning to talk about a, a variety of different styles like folk and yes other kinds of spiritual things yep. um, but my favorite yeah. renditions of this piece are these jazz dixieland renditions just like the next group that we're going to play to cool. take us out what do you have for us it's called the blue the Blue Vipers Oh, of nice. Brooklyn, nice, 2009. Nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you, everybody. And if you would uh, like to comment or contact us, Jacob and Tom's podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook, we have a page called Music Foods Crack the Beats. And on that note... Riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, gonna lay down my burden, down by the riverside, study war.